0: that's a very difficult question because i don't really know but i feel like it's either my first memory or a story that was told to me so many times that it is not my first memory it is the memory of me chasing after my brother with a massive um what is the stick in the mortar and pestle? I don't know which one is the one that is. Oh, the, uh, the
1: mortar, the mortar is the, the is the yeah. stick.
0: So, in Burundi, we have these uh, massive mortars and pest- pestles because that's what we um we use to pound vegetables with. And I remember chasing after him with the mortar. Running after him trying to hit him for some reason or another. And to paint the image, I didn't grow hair until I was about five. So I was a bald-headed little girl whose father had decided to dress like a princess, but whose mother also loved had a love for combat boots. So a bald-headed princess-dress-wearing, combat-boot-wearing little girl with a massive mortar chasing after her three, year, three years older brother is really my first memory
1: (laughs) wow okay i've heard a lot of them you know obviously um that is as vivid um that's as vivid as as i can remember um
0: i think i have to credit the fact that there are there are photos of me in the in multiple combinations of these combat boots and very poofy like we're talking tool and very poofy princess dresses and my bald head holding something or the other that I'm using as a weapon um yeah i was a i was a i think my brother teased me a lot as well so i think
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, it
0: was in retaliation yeah
1: well, it's interesting because I was looking up mortar and pestle because I thought mm-hmm. uh, maybe I have these mixed up, you know, mm-hmm. because now I'm, I'm thinking of them as symbols because there's also mortar. And as in with what you like, you know, lay bricks with. And then yes. there's there are weapons that are mortars like yes. um, they use in. Um, uh, it's like a muzzle um, mm-hmm. loaded weapon. So I think yes, the mortar I'm
0: very familiar. The
1: mortar might be actually the the the, the receptacle. Bowl. Yeah. Yes. I I may have had it backwards. So um, then
0: I was chasing him with a pestle. You were
1: you were chasing him with some with one of the two things that whatever the piece yes. was that was lo- elongated, right? <laughs>
0: elongated. And, and you, if you, if you're Googling mortar and pestle, but the African version, you will realize that they're quite huge. So to imagine a
1: a two or
0: three year old little girl carrying one of those, they're, they're really big.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine. And, 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 in, yeah. and in combat boots, dressed as a princess.
0: Combat boots. So the thing is, so my, my father uh, had to go to his master's degree when I was about nine months old to the U.S. So he was gone for two years, and he would send back shoes and dresses to the kids, to us, to me and my older brother. And because... Every time he would walk, um, a young man walking into a store in the the late 80s in the US and saying, I need a dress for my little girl and some shoes, they would always give him the most sturdy things, which were combat boots. And a little girl, obviously the frilliest dresses only, (laughs) (laughs) thus my wardrobe was made.
1: Oh boy, mm-hmm. that's really good. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. let's let's uh, let's get <laughs> yes. you introduced. Who are you? Yes. Who is this mm-hmm. colorful person? Where are you, and what are you working on? Tell us.
0: So I am currently sitting in my incredibly tropical feeling apartment in Toronto on Turtle Island, uh, which is also known as Canada and Who Am I is an ever-evolving person who loves humans and tries every single moment to give a little more than she receives. As to what I do, I help people come into their own abundance and that is helping, through, helping them with concrete steps on achieving abundance especially when it comes to money in their life
1: well that's uh, that's a big topic but first before we before we get before we uh, I'd like to expand on that just a little bit um, did you hear that my little my little yes. my little Alexa or whatever that was just decided to talk I don't know why she's probably been listening to
0: maybe me. she wants to join the yeah, conversation
1: I'm <laughs> pronounce your name. I've been waiting for this, by the way, for three weeks. Okay. People don't know the inside story here, but I, I figure I'm going to do, you know how I'm going to get her to reveal what her name is by doing, get her here on this podcast. That's my only goal. I had no other, I didn't, I just wanted to hear you say your name. Could you please pronounce your name?
0: Oh, I feel like I must tell a story before I put my name into it. But let me simplify it. Um, The way that I have heard it that feels most familiar to me is Fatima. And that is my first name, Fatima, which I really don't care how it's pronounced. Now my last name is my my grandfather's name, and that I care strongly about, and that is kaming so together is fatima coming.
1: so you you put emphasis on the ka-menge.
0: yes and the me, me- and
1: then-ge. ge yes that feels so relaxing a, when you say it, it, it that
0: is. way it is it is a kind of name that makes you take a breath that makes you hold yourself in the present for a little while and which is why it is so close to me it is my grandmother who lived with us um, when i was born gave me her husband's name and i was i am the only grandchild who has that name and sanctioned to have that name so it's i'm it's a very it's a moment of pride, and also there is no other person in the world with my combination of, of of names that exists. So it's a really lovely name to have, and very unique.
1: Well, I knew you were special, but this this really this, this <laughs> yeah, pretty much just... cements it <laughs> with mortar.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's um, names mean mean a lot in where mm. I come from. They, um we don't traditionally have the same names as family members. So in my family, no one shares each other's names except my sister and my father, but that is only because they share a birthday. But otherwise every single one of us have our own last names and our own first names.
1: Oh, the last name also. Yeah. That is very unique. It
0: is. Yeah. It is very unique. It is, a. uh, Uh, a vestige of a warring society where you didn't want your children to necessarily be uh, connected to you as they grew older. Wow! So you gave them their own name so that they may choose to introduce themselves as part of your family or not.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. Giving you an out before you even at at birth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but also I feel like I like to reinterpret it and we interpret it as not only giving you an out, but actually giving you a chance to recreate whomever you want to be, to choose your own destiny, and to choose who you want to be, and not necessarily have to go with what your family was or is.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great. It's the, it's, the, it's the ultimate blank canvas.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's all kinds of opportunities, but also it can be, um, it can be a little scary. At the same time, because then you don't have mm-hmm. that safety blanket that a name can give you in so many situations.
1: I think that my adolescent children, my teen, you know, I have a, I have a, well, I have two teenagers left. I think they'd be happy with. Discarding my name, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Thanks, Dad. You lunatic. Uh, we'll go with this one over here. Well, I mean, all the I entertainers like... do it, right?
0: Well, they because they want they want, but that's I think also it's different because it's a question of separating the persona from the person. I think the performer is someone else, and who they are is someone who's different mm-hmm. because they have such public lives. They must have that public life being something yeah. else and who they are be something else so that they may have a life and be someone and have somewhere where they can go home. Mm-hmm. And our names are a place where we get to go home to and as an entertainer or a public person, I don't think you get to have that. So I can see why people will choose to have a, some sort of name that they, they use for the public and then get to keep their own mm. somewhere else. Um, and also, I find that as children, when you're very young, if anything, you want you want to be your parents. Mm-hmm. You they're, they're your heroes, they're everything. And then at some point, especially around the teenage years, you don't even ever want to hear from them again. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then and then you grow older and you destroy. And I think it's like that point at which in teenage years you start seeing your parents as human and you're disappointed that they're human. Mm -hmm. So you sulk about it during your teen years and then in your 20s that you start becoming an adult you start understanding why your parents were who they were. And then eventually a little later either you start your own family or or you get even more responsibilities and as an adult you not only start understanding your parents now You see them as human beings and then you're proud of being a part of that family Mm. again.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think you have it there, that's so good. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about, so we're on quarantine phone calls, aptly named because it was born last year in 2020. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this in like 2045, Okay. So back in 2020, there was this really weird thing that happened. It was a pandemic and uh, you've probably read about it. And uh, we had, we started the quarantine phone calls. Well, it's now 2021. Everybody thought we were going to zoom past this pandemic and yet we're still in it. How has the COVID-19 shift changed your life? What, what possibilities, what opportunities do you have now that you didn't have? Prior,
0: Um, I think there are, there are multiple ways in which COVID changed my life Um, in terms of I'm going to put it in three categories, I think financially, relationships, and time, which are the, the things that I pay attention to the most. Financially, of course, it shifted everything that I was doing in business. And that effect changed how I budget. But also, it made me spend a lot less money because I had nowhere to spend it. (laughs) Hmm. So eventually, it balanced out. Um, Relationship-wise, because we all had to bubble, it made me choose who I spent my time with. Like, who became part of my bubble? And it made me realize which relationships I paid attention to the most and wanted to absolutely continue feeding. And which ones were the ones that, whether they were in my life or in the periphery of my life, didn't make much of a difference in my life. And one of those was the fact that my father got stuck in Canada with us for... The first I think six or seven months of COVID because he couldn't fly back home and I got to meet my father for the first time technically like not meet him but see him in a way that most people have had which is like you they come home your father is there or they come home they're, they're there but for me I got to sit with my father and have incredibly amazing adult conversations with my father, which I'd never gotten the chance to do before. And that was a seismic shift in my life. Um, and then when it comes to my time, getting to have so much time on my own was mind-blowing. And, even after we're coming back a little bit, we're being a little bit more social, I am realizing how I am so protective of the time that I spend alone, of the time that I spend being in relationship with myself. So that was a big shift for me. And also, going back to relationships. It made me realize how much I love people (laughs) Mm. and how much it was important for me to have, to have a healthy ecosystem of friends, but also what community meant to me and how that can look like, even when I can't touch people, I can't be in their presence made me be very creative on how I can still connect with humans without being face to face with them.
1: Yeah, I, I so, yeah. very similar for that, that part very similar for me. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was the silver lining the gift was that it was a it was I found new connections and I also learned how to better connect and to be a <coughs> And have other people in my life that um, otherwise I would have never, I'm sure I would have never, never done it. Um, yeah. So.
0: Oh, and of yeah. course, I forgot business wise, um, I had struggled, resisted, kicked, fussed about being online my whole business life. despite every other thing showing me that I should be online and not having any other choice opened me up to the world of actually building an online business, which is what I'm currently undertaking. And the level of impact I'm able to have by going online that I couldn't have if I had continued in my format of being in person.
1: Wow, I mean that's big. That's a big deal then. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's shift gears. <laughs> let's get out of COVID, mm-hmm. and let's talk about you. What do you think you've? What's been your most meaningful contribution? And and before you answer, before you answer, think about how what skills were critical to achieving that contribution?
0: I don't know, really, would be the answer. Because... I feel like that would be in the eye of the beholder. Because what I feel is my contribution might not mean anything to the people that it's a fact that to, to anyone. Um, but I feel like if someone was to answer that, they would probably mention my contribution towards, um, funding, supporting, and coaching, uh, social enterprise.
1: Social what? Say it again
0: social enterprise so social enterprises are usually for-profit organizations that tackle um, places and and uh, issues that are often um, kind of not really looked after issues that are either environmental or social or economic They're more the organizations that are more about they are designed to serve the people that they serve rather than just for the sake of a bottom line. So I've done that for the past ten years, I would say, or more, Mm. in one form or another. And it is my most seamless work. It is the work that I do um, without friction. Um, Now, I would say the skills that came through for me, the skills that help with that are... One of them is by sheer luck. I grew up moving from country to country, which which made me develop a sense of being able to come into a place and have to relearn a whole culture, a whole language, a whole way of being multiple times and develop those muscles of being able to be um, resilient, but also to be able to notice the, the common threads, even in places where everything looks, feels, sounds different. So that ability has made me really good at finding the solutions that often are escape other people. So I am able to, to to find a way to make things work better than most. And I think that's definitely because I've had to figure out how to make things work often. <laughs> And that muscle has been trained like that. Another skill that, I, that, that also I think also comes from that is when you move a lot, especially at a young age, you learn to, you learn to watch people. And, and you learn to, to, to get to know people very quickly and see what they're about quite fast, and that meant that in the work that I do, I'm able to see um, the people that are that I want to work with, that I would vibe with, that my work would help the most, and those are the people I end up working with. And I also, I'm able to, to notice if the person who's coming to me is just selling the work Or is actually someone who's dedicated to the work that they're doing, Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: then also informs the subject, the sorry, the 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 success of that work. So that I think has been my luckiest break, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and also stumbling into doing that kind of work. That's kind of I think my you know what my biggest skill is that I'm lucky.
1: I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean I think luck. We all we all are lucky and unlucky at times, right? But mm-hmm. it sounds to me I, I picked out a, a, a few nuggets there. Obser- right when you said observant, I was thinking observant because that really is a skill. Mm-hmm. To, to be, you, you can certainly be better at observing and watching. Mm-hmm. Um, some people would call it intuition, but I think it's a, I think it comes from experiences and. Variety and, like you say, different cultures and being thrust into these foreign places, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, mm-hmm. you have to, you you almost have to get good at it, and
0: you don't have a choice.
1: Yeah. So you, you, you know, so maybe that was the luck. The luck was that you you were you were moving around either you know by someone else's hand or your own, and mm-hmm. the skill that you developed from it was this ability to. To observe, to analyze, and to and to problem solve—you know—to bring yeah. solutions—that's um, pretty powerful. I'm lucky. Well, I think we're lucky. I, I would add so knowing you probably now for almost a year, just mm-hmm. just through our, our we have never met met in person. Um, I, don't, I don't know yes. if you're listening to this in 2045. Maybe by then we'll have met in person, but um, we haven't as of the recording time met in person. <laughs> but I would add that you bring a sense of calm to things. Your your tone, your your words, your the way you your smile, all of those things. Uh, Bring a sense of uh, it's it's warmth. It's like having a cozy blanket with you, you know. Is to me. So that's what that's not knowing your work, not having worked with you, but just being in the Zoom room with you. That's what you bring. <clears throat> you're you're like the you're like the cuddly te- teddy bear, and I, I don't mean it physically. I mean it as as in it, it <laughs> makes you feel. I didn't mean it that way. It makes you feel comfortable, right? To have you in the room. Yeah. This is really. Um, you know, it's it's. I don't know how to describe. I'm, I'm you know not doing it's a good a job gift. here, but anyway. Oh,
0: um, you know. Uh, so let me let me say how I've heard it said, which is by the way a weird thing to say about oneself. Um, but this is what I've heard it described as. Um, I am the, and this is for from clients that I've worked with one on one, and they will say something like you're the person that holds my hand at the precipice of a cliff and makes me feel like i've got wings so it's okay to jump
1: yeah so there you have it that's every, i was that's what i meant <laughs>
0: um, that's yeah. what i meant that's good it's exactly. it's one of my favorite compliments
1: it's so, so good. that is and it's so it's and so i correct. don't
0: know i don't know how so I don't know if it's a skill. <laughs> but well, it, it probably comes from
1: when happens. you were running around in combat boots uh, <laughs> chasing your brother with, you know, a, a, a pestle or mortar or whatever it was.
0: Whatever, uh, uh, whatever very heavy stick I was carrying. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. I think it is.
1: Yeah. Let's jump to the next one. So, by the way, that, that is the question people have the most trouble with. What... You know talking about yourself is really un- makes people uncomfortable, like particularly if you have to like say something you've done you know that's contributed to to making things better. Um, it's really hard anyway, so the next one mm-hmm. uh, has to do with challenges mm-hmm. so and uh, we've already heard a few, but what has been a very meaningful challenge for you, something that changed you in some way? that, um, that made you
0: better? So the thing is, I'm very lucky. And when I'm saying I'm very lucky, it's that I have had multiple occasions to learn. I've had multiple opportunities for learning, also known as failures i have fallen on my face a lot and often because of myself and that so to choose one (laughs) or two (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think for me learning to listen was one of the biggest things that took a really long time and way longer than most people to do. It's so wonderful to hear that I bring a calming presence because I do not, I am, in my opinion of myself, I am everything but calm. And learning to listen, and by listening, I mean learning to listen to people who have been there, learning to listen. And learning from others has been one of the hardest things I've had to learn how to do and I remember precisely in my mid 20s when it was no longer possible for me to push through on my own that I learned that the lesson there was to listen to others and to learn from others to ask for help and it's been almost 10 years of me learning indeed how to listen because the thing with being very observant is that you come to rely on your own observation quite a lot and because I was I was often right I would discount the advice of other people and that came to bite bite me in the bum quite often so learning to listen to others was one of the biggest hurdles that I had to jump, that I had to learn through in my mid twenties. And then the latest lesson, which in the beginning, pre pandemic was my, uh, my intention for the world, for myself, for the 2020 in January was to learn how to surrender. And, I mean, don't blame me for the pandemic. But I feel like the pandemic came through in order to really cement that lesson in my life.
1: <laughs> mm. For many of us.
0: <laughs> for many of us. Yeah, maybe Except all. Of I us. had asked for it. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: it, it. What you've described is is uh, so many of us go through. Uh, I I could you could have been talking about me just then. You know, yeah. listening and the, yeah. the, because the power of wisdom from other people. We discount it so much, particularly when we're younger, because we really don't have a way of appreciating what wisdom even is, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of think it's something you learn out of a book or you get a good grade and that makes you wise. That's not true. I mean, it might be to some degree, but the real wisdom comes from experience and from other people's perspectives, which are almost certainly unlike yours. So listening to me and accepting Someone else's perspective uh, mm-hmm. is was becomes the breakthrough, right? That I didn't have. I certainly did not have one in my twenties, either. I mean, and I bet mm-hmm. if you asked ten people, nine of them would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you're not unusual and that, in that, that regard. Was,
0: I, I don't know if I'm unusual or not, but I do know that it it was a struggle. Um, to learn how to do that and, and I think, and that, to to me, that has been the thing that has made the biggest shift in my life because the incredible amount of wisdom that I am surrounded by is astonishing.
1: Yeah, it's mind blowing to me. These conversations I have with people on this on this podcast are mind-blowing, all of them. And I, I take copious notes. I have all these things written down, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's like this this fountain of of wisdom and generosity. It's really amazing. Um, speaking of wisdom, mm-hmm. okay, go back to that twenty-year-old.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's what's the What's some advice you'd give that person?
0: I don't know if this is good advice, because (laughs) the exact wording for this came to me when uh, earlier this year I took mushrooms, psilocybin, for the first time in my life. What? The feeling, the feeling has this been around for a while, but except, is... it's a whole new way. But yeah. it, but also it took me until I was thirty-four to do mushrooms. You can, you uh, can tell how much of a square I am.
1: <laughs> well, um, if you're a square, then I'm whatever is beyond a square, <laughs> because I'm way older than that. Uh,
0: yeah, no, because I took the mushrooms because um, I believe in investing in something that you know and you approve of and investing in line with your values. And in Canada, there's a bunch of psilocybin stocks that were coming up. And I was hearing a lot of really good about, um, about how they're really wonderful, especially for people who uh, suffer with depression and anxiety and all sorts of things. So I decided to try them before buying stocks and then um, in that mushroom trip there was a clarity that I that I would like to tell my younger self and, and I would go even younger I think I would go back to my teenage years and then carry it throughout my twenties and that it's the world is ready to take care of you whenever you allow it to.
1: Mm.
0: And that realization to, 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 and then the image that was with that is, you know when you're swimming and you're learning how to swim, the moment you're in the water, you're tense and you're fighting the water. But you can only be a good swimmer the moment you surrender to it and allow the water to carry you and and propel yourself with it, going with the flow of it. But you have to accept the water. You have to allow the world water to carry you in order for you to be able to swim. And I feel like I spent personally way too much time fighting the flow of things and resisting when they were so back again to the wisdom, spending so much time fighting to find the knowledge when all I had to do was listen to someone <laughs> <laughs> and, and I feel like that was very much a trait that was very clear for me since I was 15
1: mm.
0: or even younger where I thought myself, I have to figure it out on my own. And letting go of that, of the feeling of like, I have to do it on my own, which carried in every single aspect of my life. I would have loved to get to that realization much earlier in my life. But at the same time, I'm very lucky because I'm here now and I've realized this. Right, And I'm now in a really beautiful place where I have learned to gracefully accept from other people who abundantly give. And to also in turn be able, because I'm so incredibly gifted and given, to be able to turn it around and give also from that same abundance. And and that there's no more strain. There's no more. There's no more. Um. There's no more struggle. There's no more fight. It's it's. The resistance now is. is, is very much something that I welcome because it's a it's a learning, that I'm getting or a capacity to be able to, grow in one way or another, but yeah, just. Listen, let go.
1: Yeah, I is what I, I, would I say. love that metaphor of the swimming and the water because that, yeah. that really makes it crystal clear for me. It's because there are all kinds of tensions, right? And and then you have to decide, well who do I listen to? Do I listen to that crazy person? Well it makes them crazy. Maybe they're not so crazy, you know? And so the the just not fighting everything, right? Not, not yes. everything has to be a, a fight or a struggle. Yeah. Or, or or you know you, you learn to adapt, learn to take things in to take time. I think that's Trust really, that you'll really be important. okay yeah
0: Trust that you will be okay but and also like at this point in my life, I'm in the privilege of having an incredible amount of skills and, and, and being able to to be lucky enough to be good at one or two or three things. Mm -hmm. So I can trust that there are some things that I do really well and then trust that there are other people who do what I don't know how to do really well, really well. And in paying attention to make sure that I align myself with those people that have corresponding gifts so that we may work together to, to have bigger impacts,
1: it's magical. It is. Okay. It's all
0: kind of magical.
1: It is. <laughs> so let's continue with the magic. And <laughs> speaking of of that, give yes. us give us a recommendation of of, a, of something that you would, if you if you could say to someone, hey, if you only have time to read one book or listen to one podcast or one piece of music, or whatever, or see one piece of art, what, what would you recommend?
0: Well, that's incredibly awful as a question. That's a very cruel question. But one that has been as a recommendation that I have given as a recommendation and anybody has followed through has really appreciated is either so Eckhart Tolle, and Oprah did a podcast about his book, A New Earth. If you have the time and the capacity, read the book. But if you don't, Oprah and Eckhart did a series of 10 episodes where they go, they answer questions from the book on Oprah's Supersouls podcast. So I would highly recommend, where they go through it chapter by chapter, I would highly recommend giving that a listen.
1: Is that an audio podcast or is that a, a? It is an
0: it's an audio podcast, Oprah Super Soul Sunday, okay. and then the book is A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle.
1: All right, I'll try to find the links to both and put them in the show
0: notes. Mm-hmm. But very transformative, um, incredibly, it seismic in the shift that it made in me.
1: Well, I'm I'm definitely gonna. I'm gonna to listen to it for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't
1: know if I'll read the book, but I'll definitely listen to it.
0: That's the thing. It, for me, listening to the podcast made me curious enough to read the book.
1: Yeah. So maybe that's the bait, right? <laughs> you, yeah. You it's listen bait. to it and you go, <laughs> Okay, I better read this. This is good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there is something to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's got Oprah involved. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: How well, you know? She's pretty
0: uh, She's something else. She's pretty but swell. If she If you have time and you have never heard of someone called Octavia Butler, read some Octavia Butler. She is my favorite writer of all times. She writes science fiction in the way that nobody else has written science fiction, and I am in love with her words.
1: Okay. I've got it written down, (laughs) along with about five million other things right here. Okay. Let's go on to a couple of the last things here so we can wrap this up. Um, mm-hmm. Not that, I mean, look, this can go on. As, as in almost every case when I do these, I could talk, mm-hmm. for, I could talk with you for hours. And yes. it would be totally comfortable. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure of the person that's listening to us in 2045. But, you know. Who is a hero for you?
0: My mom. And I share her with many people, which makes me very upset because she's mine um,
1: <laughs> and
0: I should be possessive. She should be able to be my hero and my right. hero her own. Um, my mom was the first woman to graduate out of medical school in my country. Wow. And she was, I think maybe she was, I think either one or two of, I think she might've been the only woman in her graduating class she graduated first in her class mm. and she is also whenever i say something really wise it is either i am quoting my mother paraphrasing her or finally understanding something that she told me years ago mm. so going back to listening it really took me a long time oh, to listen I, to my mom
1: i, I- <laughs> I say it all, I say it this about my mother, my mother has passed away and I wish so much that I could sit, you know, and have a conversation with her again, but I say it also, it took me so many years to figure out really what she was saying, yeah. really what she was saying, not, you know, yeah. not, the, not the times when she was wagging, you know, her finger at me, trying to get me to stop doing so. I mean, really what she was saying to me, Yeah.
0: Uh, Oh, but with my mother, it's her literal words. I think last time I was struggling with a decision and I was like, should I do this or should I not do that? And it was about business. And she said, well, you know what? After, of course, a lengthy conversation about something or another, um, relationships mothers and daughters are complicated. She says, you know what, Fatima? Just do it. If you don't like it, let it go. And I said... <laughs> True.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: If I don't like it,
1: yeah.
0: I could just let it go. It's stop. <laughs> and then another thing, another one of my heroes is my father, of course, is incredible. Both my parents, by the way, are incredibly accomplished. My father is um, retired as the head of vaccine presentable, preventable diseases unit for all of Africa. And he is the person who was heading that unit um, as polio got kicked out of Africa. So Mm. he is one of the people responsible for that. And Mm. he, again, both of them absolutely low-key people. And my father has this saying that is along the same lines, which is, Whenever we go to a restaurant or there is food on the table or anything of the sort, he would look at you as you're struggling to finish this last bite or something or last drink, and he would look at you and say, Fatima, it's not going to grow legs and follow you. Just leave it.
1: (laughs) You know, it is interesting how people... Are so wise, right? So, and of course, you, your, your parents sound, like you say, they're very accomplished, they're educated, all these yeah. things. And then they say these things that are so seemingly obvious, so, right? And you go, wow, yeah.
0: Yeah, but well, also, I've had as to, as I have father's... now
1: officially adopted them as my heroes, so... Exactly. Um, yeah, I get, so, yeah. I, I get you're, to you're, share you, them with everyone. You screwed up by, but... by telling us how wonderful they were, and so now... Uh, The penalty is that I've adopted. You can let them know, by the way.
0: They they are, I I have a tendency to adopt siblings that I bring to my family, who then become my siblings and my parents' children. Friends from all over the world that visit my parents, whether I'm there or or not, who then become my parents' children. (laughs) But when it comes to my father, by the way, on that line, it's very much, my father is not a hoarder of ideas or or habits or anything of the sort. He's the kind of person that is so incredibly capable of just letting go of things in such a wonderfully, beautifully loving way that that is a lesson I'm currently learning, how to let go and how to understand that things won't Grow legs and follow you. I imagine him. I
1: imagine him to be very peaceful with himself, yeah. with things. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's good with himself.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Well, you're so lucky. To have I that, am. I keep uh, saying you, it. You're, 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 you are. You 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 know what? I I if I doubted you before, uh, which I wouldn't would really never do on purpose um, uh,
0: and I don't get me don't. started on my siblings
1: oh my gosh that would be hour number that, that'll be hour number two which, coming yes. your way at some future recording <laughs> that, wow well you're just blessed to be surrounded by these people that I is am. incredible yeah. actually
0: that has been my greatest gift in the world I am surrounded by the most extraordinary, amazing, incredible human beings. And somehow, I keep stumbling upon them. And somehow, they keep being okay with being friends with me. And okay. that, I can't, I can't even believe.
1: Well, I, I, I don't know if you caught on a couple of weeks ago when I was on my road trip. But I actually tried to come visit your area. I, I actually know. wanted to come to I wanted to actually I was hoping to make it to Toronto. Not you know, I wasn't going to like show up at your door and freak you out. I was going to say, "Hey, you know, if you're around we'll have a coffee." Yeah, but I didn't, yes. you know, you don't even know if you can do that in Toronto at this stage with COVID. But Oh, we
0: can actually. We can. But
1: anyway, we, we never could we get across the border <laughs> because they opened the border the day we were there, but mm-hmm. but your workers went on strike. Yes. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, how is
1: that for being born under a bad sign? I mean, I travel all this way. I have these plans to go across, take my daughter who's never been, you know, to Canada. I go, look, we're going to jump across can- to Canada. We're going to drive the back way over to Niagara Falls, and we're going to see it from the good side, which is the Canadian side. Yes, that's, it is. That's what we're going to do. And, and she goes, great, I'm excited. And then the workers go on strike, and I go, there is no oh. way I'm sitting in a line for three, you know for whatever, God knows what that would have been, right, yeah. to, to do that. I said, we're just going to have to, you'll have to go to Canada another time. Uh, yeah. So we went around the other way. But, uh, yeah, I had intentions of uh, of heading up your way. So the thread is excited. on. At some point, I, I will show up.
0: I'm excited for you to show up in Toronto, obviously, but I... Do want to play at least nine holes on your golf course yeah. sometimes soon?
1: Yeah. Well, it's not mine. Otherwise, you would you could come anytime you want. Uh, <laughs> I wished I had the magic wand. It's. Uh,
0: <laughs> we'll make but it. But we'll
1: figure then. it out some way. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, you it, as long as I ride, as long as I'm with you, you can come anytime. Uh, there you go. So there we have it. So, one last question. Yes. If you could send the world an email with... and they would open the email, because a lot of people send Mm -hmm. a lot of email, right? It never gets opened. What would you say to people?
0: Mm -hmm. You're okay. You're okay. Mm. Just in that way. That's great. You're okay. You're. You got this. Mm. (laughs) It might seem insurmountable. It might seem impossible. It might seem like it's not for you. It might seem like it's something that the world has never seen. You're okay. Just that you're okay.
1: That's really good. It's it's um, poignant, and um, you know it says a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Three words, I guess. Well, this has I mean, been fabulous. Of course, it has to
0: come with the tone. Thank you so much for this.
1: Oh, this, this no, really, this has been, uh, I always, you know, it's like I get done with one. It's like, man, that was the best one. That was the best one. This really has been one of the best ones. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, I was so looking forward to doing this with you because I've known you for all this time. I'm like, this is going yes. really to be really good. And I'm going to finally really understand how to, how to pronounce her name, pronounce her, her name properly, right, so I don't mess it up all the time on the Zoom. Anyway, <laughs> I'll probably still mess it up. Well, thank you, Fatima. It was just swell, really. I mean, couldn't have asked for more. The pleasure it's been so helpful was, for me. I mean, I've written down so many things. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I do I do these, these interviews, and thank you, by the way, for sparking me to, to get them going again, but I've I've always, I have always do them for the other people, but I get so much from it myself. It's such a gift. So, yeah, you know,
0: that's, that's the part where, um, I mean, in the Akiba community, we always stress the why, and we stress the why, and all of us want to help people and want to be there for other people. But I find that if we don't add the aspect of selfishness in the help that we're doing, we fail to some level, Mm -hmm. because then we're all with this magnanimous um, Mother Teresa being that's there to kind of like help the others. Mm -hmm. But I find that we only have true impact when we're in the fray with everybody else.
1: Well, sure. Yeah. When we're
0: helping ourselves and by accident, everybody else. And because we're not the only people going through our particular brand of struggle. Mm. And by figuring out how we can get through it and sharing that, that is the true gift that we can offer to the world.
1: Mm. God, so you keep giving us more good nuggets. It's almost like I don't want this to end, but it, it does need to end. <laughs>
0: So, so, enjoy editing this. Do, oh
1: no, there's not a whole. There's not very much editing that goes on. You'll see. It's going to be quick.
0: Um,
1: so uh, now, thank you again. And um, thank you. It's just been wonderful, and I look forward to seeing you. Hopefully next next uh, next was, time we see each other next in Zoom Monday, mm-hmm. unless
0: you're doing something else.
1: Well, I'm going to probably be working, but uh, I'll try to get yes. to the. Uh, I'll try to get to get to the, the Zoom before I go to work. All right. All well, right. Thank you, you so much. Have
0: a lovely rest of your afternoon. Likewise. And I will see you soon.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much.